Hey, 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 welcome. You're now listening to True to Your Core podcast, 20 minutes or less of courageous conversations that help you grow through what you go through. For women leaders, by women leaders. I'm Erica Diaz Castro. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to another episode of True to Your Core podcast. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. And I'm very excited to share, I'm going to be bringing a series to the show this week. This is going to be the prayer series, and I'm going to be talking about all things relating to prayer. Today, specifically, I'm going to talk about three things to do after you pray. So before I dive in, I actually want to open up in prayer. And um, this is actually something that I do at the beginning of everything I do, including coaching. I hadn't brought it to the podcast because I was afraid of judgment and I'm no longer afraid. Praise God. So at the beginning of every episode, I'm actually going to open up with prayer. And if that's not your thing, you can fast forward. If it is your thing, join me and bow your head and your heart. Heavenly Father, I just thank you that I have the opportunity to speak to someone today. Thank you that there's someone listening. Father, I don't know what the eternal impact of this episode will be, but Lord, I pray that you would use it to advance your kingdom and to point to Jesus always and in all ways. I thank you that I have the opportunity to do what I love, and I just pray, Father, that this would be a conversation that invites someone to consider a relationship with you. I thank you for this, and I praise your name in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, prayer. Some people pray differently. Uh, Some people don't really know what to pray for or how to pray. And that is a topic for another day. Um, But I'm going to assume right now that you know how to pray. And um, frankly, to to kind of like, just make the conversation easy and um, painless. Prayer is really just a conversation between you and God, okay? There's actually a song. I believe it is, it's Elevation and Maverick City music. Um, And it's Brandon Lake, I believe, who is the primary singer. Um, Talking to Jesus is the name of the song. And he does a good job just you know illustrating what that looks like it's like talking to your to your father um so with that said if you have never prayed before and you've been thinking about it like how do i even pray who am i praying to for you know just to to get started it's just a conversation with god so what do we do after we have this conversation um There are three things I really want to highlight today, and I'll dive into them in more depth throughout the prayer series, so I won't go into them too deeply today. Today will be a really quick episode, and um, I'll leave you with a couple of things to look forward to. So 
The first thing to do after you pray is to give thanks. And if you know characters in the Bible, David, King David, he was the king of Israel. He was a man after God's own heart. That's what the Bible says about him. And he used to always just be thanking God. He was like in in terrible times, just thanking God, even in terrible times. He would be crying out to the Lord, asking for help, asking for protection, you know, asking for all the things. And at the end of the sentence, you know, at the end of his prayer time, just giving thanks to God. And I was doing a little bit of reading prior to recording this episode, and I stumbled upon a passage in First Chronicles chapter 29, which is the final chapter of the book of First Chronicles. And it stood out to me because David was standing in front of the entire assembly. So if you can imagine, you know, the top guy in a particular country, just in front of everybody, everybody who's anybody, addressing them. And he prayed and praised God in front of the entire assembly. And at the end of his prayer, tells the entire assembly, praise the Lord your God. And they do. And that stood out to me because number one, He has a lot of influence and he has a level of human authority that some people are hungry for. Like power really drives people. Um, I can't say I'm one of those people, but I'm human. So I won't say that I'd never be driven by that. And I pray that God would would protect me from any any like egotistical um, ambitions um, that my mind would always be set on him. But I bring this up because he was in a position that some people really, really desire. And he used it to usher an entire people into giving thanks to God. And that's so special. That's so special it's uh it's important because it it helps to keep the right perspective and the right heart posture so um i wanted to just bring up one other scripture uh one other verse from scripture and that is first thessalonians chapter 5 verses 16 through 18 and Paul is the author of First Thessalonians. He's writing to, to the church in Thessalonica. And he says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And again, just really focusing on the posture of your heart, you know, giving thanks to God, even in, in hard circumstances, in great circumstances, no matter what, in all circumstances. So after you pray, give thanks. The second thing to do after you pray is to worship. 
Now, worship is not the same as prayer, though it can be a part of prayer. Uh, Prayer is supplication, which is when you ask for something earnestly or humbly, while worship is adoration, which is defined as being a deep love and respect. So if you're worshiping God after you pray, so if you ask him for something with all of your heart and you're believing with all your faith that he's going to deliver on his terms, according to his will, worship is just loving him and respecting him for who he is, you know, and that goes hand in hand with giving thanks. So if you, if you truly love and respect the Lord and you know that his will is way better than your own, his plans over your plans, why wouldn't you give thanks, right? Why wouldn't you lift up your voice and rejoice in, in deep love and respect for him? Worship at the beginning of church. If you've ever gone to a Christian church, um, you start with worship and a lot of churches will end with worship. That's for God, right? Like that is our time to love and adore him. And some of my favorite worship songs are just all about how great he is, all about how great God is, about how wonderful he is to have sent Jesus to die for our sins. And um, if you're ending your prayer time with that adoration, that deep love and respect, I think it's something really special. Beyond what I think the Bible says, it is, you know, something, something beautiful. And back to David, he used to forever be worshiping the Lord. He was a musician and he was you know, singing for, singing for the Lord. So number two is worship. After you pray, worship. Number three, wait. Like, just wait. Pray and then wait. And this is something that is hard especially if you are asking God to deliver on something that feels urgent in the world we live in. And it's something that I had a conversation about a couple weeks ago uh, with someone I really love very deeply. And this person and I were having a talk about waiting. I said, I don't, you know, I, I'll pray about it and then I'll just wait. And the person was like, that's it? You just wait? Like, what are you waiting for? For God to respond, to for God to show me what he wants me to do. And he's very clear with me, you know? I'm, I'm in his word, which is the number one way to hear from God. So if you aren't in your Bible, it's never too late to start, you know? Um, and he speaks to us through through his word, his living word. And the question came up, you know, what if it's an urgent matter? What if you have to go to the hospital and you pray about what hospital to go to? Like, are you just going to wait until he says, you know, go here or go there? 
and I appreciate that uh, that that question because it brings up a really solid point. Um, when do we move, and when do we do we not move? And one of the things that I have learned in my own walk with the Lord is that he, if he's opening a door or closing a door, he makes it really, really clear. Um, so to answer that question, in case you're actually thinking like, yeah, Erica, what are you going to say? I would say, I'm going to use common sense and go to the nearest ER, right? If I need to go to the hospital. And if it's not God's will for me to go there, something's going to happen that's going to redirect me somewhere else. And I'll tell you what, that's not a popular response, but it is in fact what I would do. Now, when it comes to other matters like career moves or decisions on parenting or, you know, decisions that have to do with real life things that are not as urgent as getting to an ER for some medical emergency. I do encourage you to wait. God makes his will very, very clear. And David, again, speaks to this in Psalm 5, verse 3. He says, Oh Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning, I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. That's the ESV version. The NIV translation says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. You wait, you know. He is going to respond. He is going to to show you what he is calling you to do how he would have you move through a potential a particular circumstance um but you know we have a responsibility to be patient and one of the things that comes to mind when i say that is that being patient is not easy um, and it is in fact something that we can dissuade ourselves from from doing um and i i've experienced that in the past specifically in times when i was discouraged or felt um just lost you know i was feeling desperate um but i wasn't in my bible and so i wasn't reminded of the promises god makes and keeps um, one of god's attributes is that he's faithful and so you can rest assured that any promise he makes he will see through it might not be on your time but it will be seen through so um i wanted to just close out with something today that it's been just showing up a lot this week, um, and that is a chapter of the book of Isaiah. 
So chapter 40 has been coming up so many times this week in different circumstances in my life, in different places, in different ways. And it came up again today and I just cried because I was like, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? And um, and I know that this is part of it, just having the conversation and sharing his word. You know, he wants me to to talk about this um and so i'll read from verse 30 to 31 in chapter 40 of isaiah even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted but they who wait for the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint. If you take some time to dissect that, you'll see that he, you know, we're really just being called to to be patient and wait on God. And through that waiting period, he's doing a work in us. He's strengthening us. He's building our endurance. He is giving us the energy we need to get through whatever it is that we're getting through, right? They shall run and not be weary. Listen, I went running today and I was exhausted, all right? I was so uh, winded. And at the end of my workout, I decided to jump on the assault bike, which is not my favorite piece of equipment, but it definitely is a good workout for anybody who gets on it. If you if you have ever gotten on an assault bike, you know. Um, and I was like, at, at 30 seconds, I was like, okay, I'm feeling good. Like I can breathe through this. I can have a conversation. But a minute, I could not like count any faster. I was just like, oh Lord, get me to two minutes, please because I was pretty winded and I thought about my daughter who is like the most energetic person I know. And I wondered like, she'd probably even get winded on this thing. Right. And that's, you know, some, some of what this, these two verses speak to, like even, even the young, they will get tired. Um, but when we wait on God, he renews our strength, you know, we can run and, and not be tired. We'll walk and we won't pass out. That's that's great. So after you pray, wait. And you know, I thinking about it, saying it out loud, maybe I could have put these in a different order. Give thanks, wait, and worship. Because I feel like while you're waiting, you can worship. You know, that's like kind of a great strategy now that I look at it. Um, but either way, those three things, giving thanks, worshiping God, and waiting on him. Um, those are those are the three key points for today. So if you have never prayed before, again, it's just a conversation with God. And after you have that conversation, these are some things you could do. Um, as a bonus, I will say, get into your Bible. Get into your Bible. Get into your Bible. And because, again... He talks to us directly through the word. This is God breathed. Okay. So I appreciate you 
taking some time to hang with me today. I'm very grateful for your attention. And um, at the end of this series, I'm actually going to make an announcement um, for something that I am putting together. It's free. It's exciting. And it might be something that maybe you need in your life. So I look forward to sharing that news with you. And in the interim, stay tuned for part two of the prayer series. I'll be dropping that podcast episode in a couple days. All right. Take care. God bless you. Before you go, I want to invite you to join my email list. Every week, I send a newsletter with updates, fun information, tips, stories about what's going on in my world, books I'm reading, music I'm listening to, what I'm working on. And I also offer updates on the podcast, on workshops I'm hosting, and on special offers available to my email list only. I am not going to spam you and I'm definitely not going to flood your inbox over and over. So if you want to hear from me once a week, head over to castroshong.com and subscribe. I'll see you soon.